Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Drunken Whalers, a podcast where uh, we get drunk and talk about Dishonored. And I have already had a full cider, so <laughs> and I opened another one, so this is going to be great. Uh, I'm Sarah. I hope I didn't already say that. Uh, and I'm joined by Claire. Hi, everyone. I'm still working on my first cider <laughs> because I'm a lightweight. <laughs> and because she only has one cider, as discussed in the previous episode. Because this is another one we recorded all at once. Uh, I've divided another six pack, so. Alas, uh, yeah. So if I drink the second one, I'll only have one left. Um, I'll get more at some point. We are finishing up, um, whatever mission six. This is mission six. Mission six. We had this exact same discussion also. <laughs> um, but yeah, return to the tower where you return to the tower where all this bad shit happened to you. And we were just super, super sad about Justin, whom I love. So much. She's... Yeah, I... Man. Man. It's like... It's also... it's You don't get you don't get a lot of Corvo's reactions to anything in this game. Um, but it's, like, in, it's, like, interesting that it's, like, you get to go... You get to, like, listen to this, like, personal shit about Jessamine, and it's, like, the, the way the game is set up, it's, like, you don't... You can't get any reaction from Corvo, because it's a first-person game, and, like, he doesn't have voiced lines. Yeah, that is really annoying. I wonder if there's... I don't even know, I don't know why they don't do uh a voiceover. Um but like yeah, like especially when like the outsider's being a bitch and I'm like this means less <laughs> to me because Corvo isn't reacting. He's just standing there. Which like because I can't really be developed more because it's a video game and it's like he's just standing there, but like it would it's sad if you think about it. It's like he's so dead inside that he cannot be bothered to react to that like that's fucked up. Hey. He was in prison being tortured for six months. Cut him a break. His life's so bad. Oh my god. Um, I love to make everyone yeah, sad about Corvo. It's interesting because like, the, the second game has like incidental dialogue in a way that this one doesn't, but they also have like moments similar to this where like you would expect to have a reaction and there isn't one. Yeah. I don't know. Like I think even yeah. something as simple as like, if he had taken the audiograph card out. Oh, God. Oh, God, that would make me so sad, Claire. Thank you. But, like, even something as simple as that. Because, like, that doesn't happen with yeah. audiographs. Okay. If you pick up notes, they disappear, but the audiographs don't. So, like, I think that would have really made an impact. Yeah, I would, like, like, if you took it out and then you couldn't listen to it again. Yeah. Uh... All right. Sorry to make you sad. Let's go kill this guy. I'm so sad and, like, getting drunk. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, let's go talk about murder. Uh, yeah, so his, his, is his bedroom on this floor? Yes, it is his bedchambers on the third floor, which, incidentally, in the second game, these are Corvo's bedchambers. Hey. Which I would not want to sleep there, but I guess it's been 15 years, so he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, I guess he's over it. Yeah. I used um, the heart on him a so, few so, times, which was kind of fun. Oh my god. Um, you know, pretty much it says, like, he was the one who brought the rats. The rats brought the plague. Which I guess we haven't really had confirmed yet, but Spymaster brought the rats. Yeah, well, so in, um, like, as, like what we were talking about in Dr. Galvani's thing is, like, Galvani had that thing where he was like, huh, it seems like somebody introduced these rats. Um, and, like, maybe it was, like, a foreign nation trying to fuck us up. And it's like, no, <laughs> it was actually this fucker. Yeah. There's also a line 
Um, if you use the heart again, Jessamine says, How I misplaced my trust. Now that I see so well, I know how truly blind I was. This is interesting. Aww. Like, the rest of them are just kind of boring. Like, I don't really... Like, I know he sucks. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, because, like, it's, like... And that one, I, I didn't listen to it this time because I didn't bother. Um, but, like... Is, is, is that the one, too, where he, it's, like, he talks about, like, why he did it, right? Yeah, he talks about it in the audiograph we're about to steal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. For me, I'm curious. So, for me, he was walking around his bedchambers and muttering things about, like, wondering where his allies went. Which was oh, really buddy. funny. What a shithead. He's like, where is Campbell? Like, why did he disappear? It's like, because I made him disappear. Like, I don't know what you <laughs> think. But... Yeah, like, I mean, it's so easy to get into his bedchamber. I just, like, walked in the door and I was like, hey, it's me. Hey, it's me. <laughs> you're, 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 like, worst nightmare. Yeah. Hello, it's me. Just wondering if after all this time you'd like to meet. <sighs> I'm so sorry. I'm not sorry. Um, so, yeah, I just knocked him out. And I went outside and knocked out the guard guarding his door just in case he got, like, got away with something up took care of him too uh, <laughs> um i mean when i so when i went up here again because i had alerted him by talking right. to him on skype he just there was nobody in this bed chamber it was empty i think also if you're on high chaos he doesn't leave the safe room he's too paranoid because you've killed too many people oh uh, that would make you know that makes sense so yeah so for me this was just um i knocked him out i stole his runes and his money and his elixir <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's like yeah, he's like a little, he has like a little room in a chest. Yeah, a rune, I guess, because he thinks that'll protect him. Uh, clearly, the outsider does not give a shit about him. Good. So yeah, and then you can open up his safe, which there is an imperial jewelry box, which I stole. There is Thanks. the audiograph card you're looking for, and Thanks. there is a note from Down, the assassin who killed, <laughs> you know, Jessamine. <laughs> And it says... So, you know, in, ca- in case there was any doubt that he hired that assassin. Well, actually, we've said it on this show, but I'm not sure that it's ever been technically confirmed in the game that Dowd did this. I mean, you saw him do it. Well, yes, you saw him do it, but they don't name him when he does it. I guess that's true. I think, you like, you get a book on him, so I guess it's kind of a tip-off, because it's the definitive edition, but I don't know that it says in the book, either. Um, and then there's like honestly yeah I have no idea because it's like at a certain point like while I, w- while I was in the middle of the game I would see people talking about Dowd and I was like hey who the fuck is Dowd like is this a guy I'm supposed to care about yeah and people are like oh you'll see <laughs> yeah no um, I it's I like I don't think before now you ever really get confirmation that he killed the Empress or like you don't know who it was yeah like um so, but yeah so this is a letter where he's basically like Hey, bitch, Corvo wasn't supposed to be there. He was supposed to be still be out of town. Like, so pay me more. Yeah, pay me more or you don't get, like, the like the Lady Emily back. Which, love you, Dad. <laughs> what a dick. I think, did he, I, think, I think he, like, also implied that he would, like, come for him and, like, kill him. Yeah, it specifically says, send more coin or, like, you can be assured we'll come calling. Which, I love it. <laughs> what a power move. I'm an assassin. You hired me to assassin people. If you don't pay me, I assassin you. Last time Dowd has ever done anything cool. I don't even think that's cool. It'd be cool if I did it, but if he doesn't, it's not. <laughs> so yeah, pretty much that uh, is like the confirmation that yeah. it Dowd. Like beyond that, you really kind of just know that he was like a gang leader and he controls the whalers and was an agent of the outsider. That's like all you really get. 
Still kind of, I mean, was, is, you know, I mean, it's complicated. Still is. Doubt's Facebook status is permanently, it's complicated. <laughs> yes, you're correct. Uh. <laughs> God. Oh, I can't wait for next week. <laughs> I can't wait for Knife of Dunwall. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so I took this audiograph card, and then I went all the way back to the broadcast station. The back. Um... Uh, the broadcast dude was just gone. I was like, alright, I don't give a fuck. I bet he, like, ran the fuck away. That's a smart move. I just put that thing in there. I I was, like, it just says, play the, you know, autograph, and I did it, and I was like, man, I really hope this is the thing he says it is. Like, I hope this is really Burroughs talking about all of his problems. <laughs> and I was lucky and lo and behold, that it was. It is. He pretty much, like, Burroughs is, like, talking about his poverty eradication plan, which, like, I guess, theoretically, if he were a decent person, I would maybe assume that he's trying to, like, stop poverty, but instead he just wants to stop poor people. (laughs) It's like, oh, so you mean you're going to start a bunch of social pro- oh, no, you mean you're going to kill the poor people. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, he hates poor people because they waste their time drinking and gambling while the rest of us do work. So he brought in diseased rats from Pandicia, which worked so, so well to get rid of the poor people. Um, except then he's like, eh, the rats, they had it out for me. They bred and they hid from the catchers and then everyone got sick, so it didn't matter. <laughs> it turns out that if you just set rats loose on your fucking island, bad things happen to everyone. Yeah. So yeah, then the Empress apparently assigned Burroughs to see if the rats were being imported by a foreign power and Burroughs was like mm, she's gonna figure it out so she had to die <laughs> so he killed her you know. so yeah it, like he very specifically says God. she had to die so, like I made it happen and then after that like I thought that was gonna be the end of the audiograph but no he like continues to talk about the fact that then he really got to attack the plague and implement quarantines and deport the sick and then he gets mad. Mm-hmm, He's like, mm-hmm. how dare people go look for their family and break quarantine? Which, asshole. And he ends the entire audiograph by saying, you can see how my plan would have worked if everyone had just followed orders. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, you mean if those rats had just followed orders? Yeah. Okay. So I was like, awesome. Played that. So then I went back downstairs, and the first, like, the only way out of, there's, like, a bunch of entrances to this tower, but, like, the first landing you get to, you overhear um, the Lord Regent getting arrested. Oh, that's so cool. See, I've ne- I have yet to do this, because I didn't do it even in my Low Chaos playthrough, um, foolishly. Yeah, no, there's two guards who arrest the Lord Regent. He tries to bribe them. And for once, the only decent, like, the only time a cop has been mildly decent, they're like, no, <laughs> no amount of money will make us forget how you nearly destroyed this city. I'm like, wow. No, we just heard, we just heard the most deranged audiograph from you. Like, no. Yeah. So they arrested him and they take him to Cold Ridge Prison. <laughs> to the prison, which is right there. <laughs> See, that's why, that's why you should have your prison right next to your palace so that when you inevitably have to arrest your world leaders... Uh, you can put them in jail um, immediately. That's exactly it. Um, and then after that, I mean, I had already knocked everyone out at this point, so it was really easy to get to the safe room where, like, mm-hmm. I assume you had to go to kill him. But I had never yeah. been up here before. 
Not once. I had also never been up here before, but yeah, it's like I there's like a door to the roof. So on if the third you floor, go next door to the bedroom. There's the Lord Regent's study, and that's how you get there. There's also in here a Sokolov painting, which is a painting of Jessamine called "The Empress in the Empty Set." And oh, and it's a good painting. It's too. a nice painting. It's another one of the ones you see everywhere. Yeah, and there's also a book here on the reign of the Caldwins saying Emperor Caldwin. Oh, yeah, and it's, like, it's like set right after Jessamine's death. Or yeah. was it written right after Jessamine's death? Yeah, and it says Emperor Caldwin, who is Jessamine's father, wasn't even that close to getting the throne, but the previous, like, dynasty didn't provide any heirs, so he got it. I guess that's how it'd be sometimes. And it says, like, the Emperor did a really great job, and Jessamine was, like, beloved, but there was too much political intrigue and, like, minor conflicts for her to be a truly great Empress. Fuck you, asshole. I know. And then it's like, oh, and then she died tragically, killed by her loyal protector. Yeah. It's like, oh, everyone's gonna have to rewrite these goddamn history books. (laughs) That's how history goes. They wrote that really fast. That's not how fast publishing works. I know. It's only been... It's been six months. Yeah. I mean... That's not how fast it goes. Yeah, I know. Um, Yeah. But the publication timelines surely aren't that quick, even in Dunwall. Well, here's the Um, thing. It goes super, super slowly in modern times. And, like, they did not have... You would know. I would know. I work in publishing. But, like, they have, like, what, printing presses? Like, there was no... They, okay, they have they have to have printing presses, right? Because they have books. Well, like, they have printing presses, but, like, they don't have, like, InDesign. They, they don't have, like... <laughs> they have Skype. They might have InDesign. You don't know. God, I hate it. But, so, yeah, so, like, theoretically, they have printing presses or... I don't know how they, like, mass-produce their novels. I've never deeply looked into it. But there's no way this book got published that fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry for my tangent. We'll continue on to the safe room, which is on the roof. Yeah, so also, can we talk about how, hey, maybe building a fucking, like, bunker on your roof is a bad idea. So in Dishonored 2, this is the throne room. Oh. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, it's the throne room, which I guess we can assume means that Lord Burroughs is currently sleeping in what used to be Jessamine's bedroom, because he built this safe room. So it wasn't the safe room or the throne room before this, because it wasn't real. Yeah, sorry, now I'm just like picturing the opening of Dishonored 2 and going, oh shit. Yeah, because it's the same room. It's the same room. Um... Um, and it's also, it's uh, the only room that's different, presumably, because they weren't done building it, but in Dishonored 2, there's, like, more to explore there. There's not here, but that's okay, because yeah. it's a safe room. Um, and it's, like, it's, like, a really tall room. It's very tall, because there's a tall boy in there, which, sir, aren't you too tall? <laughs> like, I don't, like, if you have a room that you could fit a tall boy in, you failed. Like, that's bad. Don't do that. Yeah, like. Um, they're so tall. They're, like, 20 feet tall. Like, yeah, this is, like, a small library. These guys are taller than the library shelves. Ugh. Yeah. Which I guess is, like, good, because you can, like, blink up to the library shelves and, like, try to, like, get fuck up the tall boy that way, but I've, like... I did a bad job. Even though I don't care about killing people, it's so hard to make a tall boy, like, explode or whatever. It's just hard. super hard. So, um, I blinked in through, like, a ventilation shaft. He saw me immediately because he's fucking tall. I possessed him because I found out you can do that. But there's also an overseer in the room and he plays his fucking little music box and 
you get drawn out. You immediately fall out of the man that you have possessed. Yeah, like, the music makes you unable to possess people. So that was, like, a really not fun time. Yeah, I just walked in through the fucking front door, which was a mistake. Wait, so were you up here and there was just, the, the, the regent just wasn't in here? It was just these people just hanging out? I just went up here for this podcast, yeah. I have never killed the Lord Regent, so. Oh my god. Yeah, so yeah, it's like, I, he's like, there's this little, there's like two levels to this room, so there's like the weird library section, and there's a room that's basically like up some stairs, it's like a loft, loft, I call it a loft, um, where the Lord Regent is, if you, if you haven't killed him already, he's there. This Um, is also like, I think in the void, you get to see like a war room with like the big war table, this is where that war table is. is. Um, so yeah, you killed him, what happens? Oh, he just, like, he, like, sees you and is like, oh, shit. And then you kill him and he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and you get the, like, little tart. It's like, it, as always, it's like, killing people is often the, like, least interesting thing you can do in this game. It really um, is. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, you killed him and now he's dead. And, like, he, ha- he has his own special, like, you know, animation for, like, important people have a special animation for when you kill them. Um, and his is basically just, like, you kind of stab him through the chest. Ouch. Um... But yeah, and it's like, yeah, it's like, okay, you killed him, you're done, time to go. Uh, and I wonder, I wonder if you can still play the audio, I mean, you must be able to still play the audiograph, I wonder if it, like, affects things, if you do it after I the think you can, him. but I'm assuming um, it's mostly, I, like, really don't know that it would affect the rest of the game. Yeah, um, because it's like, well, he's dead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, and there's, on the war table, there's, like, a letter, um, from- General Tobias. Yeah, from your, our good friend Tobias, where he's, it's, like, about all the support that the regent has lost, and it's, like, oh, we, like, don't have as many ships as we need, so we're gonna, like, pull some away from the tower to do deal with something else, um, and so just to warn you, that means that the waterlock won't be very, safe, like, protected, but probably no one's gonna come that way, but I know you want to know all these things. But also, I think, like, a side note is, he's, like, yeah, that's exposed. But the idiot who works the moat flow control can't fix it, and no one can fix it, which means you can't get up the water, like, whoever wants to come in has to climb up the water lock, which doesn't seem very likely, which is just so fucking funny. He's like, uh, I, listen, when you have magic powers, it makes it really easy to climb, buddy. Like, you should have thought of that. (laughs) No one can get in that way. Enter Corvo. Impossible. Um... So, yeah. No one in Dunwall knows parkour, surely. Yeah. And then after that, you could just go right back down to the waterlock and be like, hey, Samuel. Like, yeah. I can't yeah. think of anything else you get to do. Like, it's a really large map, but the most interesting things that happen here are, like, the implications for greater world building as opposed to anything that's, like, actually yeah. found. Yeah, well, because as I, I mentioned this in the last episode, but there's, like, a book somewhere in this big fucking map about... Um, King Sparrow Island and is like talking about how it got fortified after the Morley insurrection and then it also it like also says like oh like this place became actually more fortified during the Lord Regent's reign after the death after the death of Empress Emily Caldwin or Jessamine Caldwin um and like and like talks about how he like started like modernizing it after that to like help protect himself oh interesting um which is interesting and would surely will also won't ever come up again <laughs> oh man always yeah, always. Oh, I ever never never in this game is there lore <laughs> in a particular level that will then become re- relevant in like two hours. Yeah. So yeah, let's go back to Samuel. He's like, "Hey, did you do that?" 
and you say, yes, Samuel, the time of the Lord Regent is done. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Great opening line. Um. <laughs> and he takes you in his little boat. Yeah, and the sun is, like, the sun is rising as you leave. It's, like, very, like, triumphant. It's daybreak. It's lovely. It's, you know, the dawn of a new age. Um, Mm -hmm. so you're pulling up to the Hound's Pits pub, and Samuel tells you that, like, he's a little worried, because change makes him uneasy, because small fry like him usually get the worst of it, but, you know, maybe it'll be different now, Emily's gonna be crowned. He tells you that the other loyalists are in the bar, which I don't know how he knows that, because I, assumably he was with me the whole time, wasn't he? Yeah. I've never gone and checked. Maybe they told him their plans, I guess. Um, um, he tells you to go see the others yeah. in the bar, but he wants to be alone and linger outside and reflect on things, which, Samuel, yeah, I love like, you. I just want to, like, have, have some thoughts. I love him. Um, I was gonna um, try to not go talk to all the loyalists at first, but they forcibly make you. <laughs> um, well, you can hang out. I hung out outside a little bit because I went to, because I went to, I, like, followed Samuel for a little while, and he, like, went over to his... His overturned boat that he sleeps under. Oh my gosh, Samuel. Um, because there was an audiograph there that he had recorded oh that you can go listen to him right in front of him while he's standing. Let's there. listen to his diary um, right now, right in front of him. What's it say? Yeah, right in front of him. I never knew this. Um, so I, so I think I I have a hunch that your version of this diary would be different. Oh, because so I wrote down what it says, and it was so he said. Screams carry very well over the river. Seems like every shore I pilot away from, them screams come out of the water behind me. I carry death where I go, it seems. Or I carry death wherever I go, it seems. And it's like, you know, I, somehow I feel like in low chaos that would be different. Uh, yeah. I think uh, so it would I'm, be. I'm curious, I'm curious what, what yours would say. Cause, I'm trying um, to Google it right now. Yeah. Yeah, you should Oh, I did. Up. I found it. Okay. Okay, the it? audiograph's name is Samuel's Pride and His Role. Um, it says, no. I'm taking part in history here. Dunwall's on the verge of a new age, a better age, and this old sailor has had a role to play. I doubt I'll be remembered, as the worthy men who make this happen are truly the heroes. And one feisty little girl who hides the sadness of missing her mother very well. Bless her. Perhaps someday someone will listen That's to so this sweet. and know that a humble sailor named Samuel was a part of it all. That's so well lovely. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you can either make Samuel, Samuel reflect on how he is helping to cause the deaths of many people, or you can make him feel proud of himself. Uh, your choice. <sighs> That's unfortunate. <laughs> That's very unfortunate. I'm trying. I had ne- I never knew that Samuel had an audiograph, so now I'm trying to see if he'd recorded any others. So yeah, I think that might. I think that might be. Uh, yeah, I, I wonder if there's any earlier. There is sure. two earlier ones. The first one is named Samuel finds an audiograph, in which he just says, "Hello, my name is Samuel. This machine was tossed into the river by the admiral, but I fetched it, and it appears to be working. Test, test, test." I love Samuel so much. And then he has another one called Samuel stays wary, um, and this is found. Oh no, this one's not even found yet. Hold the phone, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that will be a next episode. Well, we'll come come back to that. Yes, we'll come back to that one. So, yeah, I did not play that. I'm glad he is proud of himself. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Uh, No, I just went in and talked to the loyalists. I I ran. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so, yeah, I talk to them. They give you a drink. They all say congratulations. Um, Havelock is depressing as shit. He's like, eh, the city's dead. Um, and Pendleton's like, yeah, they're good like, point. They're like, <laughs> Pendleton, like, makes a point to say, like, Corvo, you've done all this work. Tomorrow it's our turn to go to work. Like, tomorrow we crown an empress, which, like, theoretically is nice. But, like, yeah, I did do a fuck ton of work while you sat on your asses. Well, y'all didn't do anything. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah, we can find Dow to get revenge on him now. Yes, that's why I noticed, because they're like, now that we know this man's name. And I was like, did we not know it before? <laughs> so, I, that, oh, that yeah, Havelock says, like, um, now that we know Dow's name, I'm sure we can hunt him down and find him and make him pay. Which, like, maybe it's because I love him. That just seems like a lot of energy to go to for, like, someone who got paid to do this. <laughs> Like, yeah, still, he's- You're just- you just- or you're a doubt apologist, I am, like, he's still a murderer, but, like, I feel like he's very- been very <laughs> illegal. But, like, I really couldn't be bothered. <laughs> well, let's see. If he killed your, like, wife, I think he would be mad about it. I'm probably- I don't know why I said probably. I'd be mad. I'd be really upset. <laughs> I don't know. I um, think it's interesting, because I think in this- if you're playing low chaos, I would assume that the game would assume- that you would that you wouldn't kill that him. you wouldn't kill him. You would focus on Emily and your future as opposed to like hunting down the past. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess Havelock doesn't think that's that true. Way. Havelock's a bitch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So yeah, they all yeah, toast. So and you take a drink. Yeah. Uh, and you drink, toast, drink. You're drinking. I don't know what you're drinking. Like something pink. It's nice. Got like a little punch glass. I don't know. Yeah, P- Pendleton hands it to you. Uh, I only noticed this because Havelock's drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like a beer kind of guy. Yeah. So yeah, you drink this, and then, um, you know, there's kind of a party, like, there's an audiograph playing, um, like, orchestra music, which is nice. I went and turned it off because it was annoying me. <laughs> I did too. You can overhear Teague talking to Callista, and Teague's like, do you know, like, math and cosmology and, like, natural sciences? And she's like, can you teach her that? And Callista's like, no, I just, I want to have a central role. Emily trusts me. And Teague is like, oh, she should trust all of us. Really? I So that's interesting. I overheard, like, a different conversation oh. where he was like, hey, like, have you been teaching her, like, uh, like, Abby stuff? Like, have you been teaching her religious stuff? And Callista's like, I don't really think I'm qualified. And Teague is like, well, she needs to learn it because she's, like, spoiled. That's so interesting. <laughs> now. Oh, all right. You ready to talk about Emily? Yeah, let's talk. Let's do it. Let's talk about Emily. Uh, tell you. You start. So first of all, Emily opens the door for the to the pub for you, and she says, "Everyone did like says you did something good tonight." And you're like, "Yes, I did. It's wonderful." Oh. Um. For me, she she said like she said like, "Did you kill someone? Like, how many people did you kill? How many people did you kill, Sarah?" <laughs> oh. But no, no, to me, she doesn't say that at all. She sits in her booth, and she colors, and if you talk to her, um, she says, like, she's like, I don't want to do stuffy, boring stuff. I want to be, like, a pirate empress, or, like, you won't leave me when I'm empress, will you? And annoyingly, she says, how many dresses can I have as an empress? Callista says 100, but I don't know that that's enough, which, what? Dress world building and consistency. Hey, hey. This is true. They do always say dresses. Because in the Boyle mansion, they say that the Boyle women are wearing different dresses, but they're not. They're wearing pantsuits. But they're wearing—they're all wearing pantsuits. No one owns. You never see anyone wear a dress but ever. Like, besides, like even taking away curtsy discourse, like 
curtsy just curtsy. We have not once seen Emily as like a frivolous or even that feminine of a character. She is always She loves pirates. Like, She's like really into she pirates. She explicitly has said multiple times that she wants adventure. She wants to go on a pirate ship. She think like she wants to know like this sort of history. Like she has and like I think the most frivolous thing she's done is she draws and she once asked if she could have someone on staff to make her a bunch of cakes. Like none of Which, that. Like, who would was literally who would? Know I know. That. So like it was just so weird. I was like, maybe these people have never met a ten year old girl because it was just like I mean, <laughs> this like read exactly the line that's like if you had never met a ten year old girl but you knew the girls like dresses, this is the line you would write. Yeah, because, like, yeah, because, like, a lot of the, like, a lot of her other lines are, it's, like, her being, like, hey, like, what's up with, like, let, talk to me about whaling ships and, like, whales and, like, witches on those ships. And it's, like, yeah, like, ten-year-olds love witches. Yeah, like, she's really interested in adventure. She's kind of a tomboy. Like, I just, I was so pissed about this line. They were, like, let's relegate yeah, her to the yeah. girl who wants more than a hundred dresses, which don't even exist. <laughs> well, hey, it's fine. She never said that to me. <laughs> yeah. What did she say to you? <laughs> oh, hold on. I'm so sorry. I have to tell you, she's drawing a picture of her tower with a rainbow. Oh, that's so cute. What was she drawing for you? Um, yeah, so for me, she was drawing a shadowy figure holding a bloody knife. Um, you know, like you do. Sure. Um, and let's see, the things that, she, that I wrote down that she said... She says, I'm tired of being afraid. When I'm Empress, I'm going to make everyone else afraid instead. Just like you do, Corvo. Um, You're such a good father figure. Yikes. Yikes. Um, And she also says, when I'm Empress, I'm going to build two giant ships and crash them into each other. All the men will drown. I'm allowed to do that, right? Oh my god, Um, what the fuck? And then she says, if someone killed the Lord Regent and someone killed the Empress before that, how do I stop someone from killing me? Um... And she says, sometimes when you come home, you smell like blood. Um, all this to say that if you have been playing High Chaos, you have fucked up your daughter. You have really um, fucked her up. She is, like, a mess. Because, um, I guess, yeah, when your, like, respectable father figure, like, does murders all the time, I guess that might have some effect on uh, how you deal with the world um, and how you feel about it and what weird drawings you make. I would say this is um, another so reason that's... that the timeline has to be longer, because, like, I really don't think a week of this would be enough to make her say things like, can I make all of these men drown when I'm Empress? Especially, yeah, especially because she spent, like, a fucking, she was at the Golden Cat for six months. Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, it's like, God, yeah, timeline So, problems. anyways, um, I have been... An excellent father. Sarah has not. Yeah, but listen, it's you know okay. Sing- single parenthood single parenthood is bad. It's okay because it's in the next game where we get to play as Dowd, I get to be the bad father figure. <laughs> oh my god. Dowd is a Dowd is not a good dad. No, he's a player. shit dad. It's great. <laughs> he's so dumb. He's a he's a, he's a bad oh, Well, whatever. here's the thing. I really don't think you could expect an assassin. To be that great. Canonically. A dad. <laughs> Canonically, Corvo's a good dad. This is true, yeah. Um, the low chaos is canon, so, like, everything I've done is the canon way to do it. So Emily is not fucked up in reality. Yeah. Although I did also, since I was on the Torturer's Wikipedia page, apparently it's canon that um, Corvo kills the Torturer. Um, that's fair. Which is interesting, because that means a clean hands isn't canon. That is interesting. Um, but, yeah. 
Um, also, I talk, if you talk to Callista, she also has, like, chaos-dependent lines. So, like, she said to me, like, basically, like, hey, I think that Emily, like, knows what you, like, do when you're gone. Like, I think on some level she knows. Um, oh, yeah, to me she just says, and then she's like, like, kind of generic stuff about, like, needing to hire tutors and, like, I hope I can be there for her. Like, she wants to be a good empress, I can tell. Stuff like that. Oh, she, she said, I've told her an empress is always merciful. She says an empress is supposed to be ruthless. Wow! Um, <sighs> so, like, yeah, not only have you, like, ruined, or have I ruined my daughter's, like, a uh, mental state question mark i've like meant like it's like clearly she's gonna be like a i mean you know i guess people can grow out of their 10 year old murder phases yeah. but it's like the implications that like she'll grow up to be like this person who like rules really horribly and like lets people die and stuff yeah. so that's cool um, i feel great about that i remember reading like several years ago when i first played this an article where a lot of people like had said that this was the point, like, they'd been playing high, high Chaos until this point, and that was so upsetting to them that they'd turn it around and done Low Chaos for the rest of the game. Which is really interesting. I mean, it's ups- like, it was upsetting. It is the most upsetting part of the game, and it's really stark compared to the rest of the game. But it's just like, oh, fuck, I have actually, like, really ruined this child. And, like, and, like, at this point in the game, like, if you turn around and do low chaos for the rest of the missions, you still don't get a great ending, but, like, less bad things happen. There's, like, a middle road yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, and because, I mean, this is, I think, it's, like, this is the most, because I think, I think the game makes it kind of clear that, like, well, because it, it gives you those screens, which, like, if you pay attention, it's, like, it says, basically, like, your actions, have, like, will have consequences, and, like, basically, like, says, like, what, like, if you, like put more, if you, like, put more violence out into the world, it's gonna be, like, a more violent world, um, but, like, this is, like, I think the most stark and obvious, like, example of that, because it's, like, not, if you had only been playing High Chaos, like, some of the changes might not be obvious, but it's, like, this is, like, it's very, it's made very obvious that, like, Emily is now a reflection of you. Yeah, because, yeah, like, like, yeah, you read those little notes, and they tell you, like, five times, but it's, like, if you've only played High Chaos, like, there's no way to really know. Yeah, yeah, and because, like, the tone of the game is pretty dark, so you could just be like, well, it's just a dark fucking game. Yeah, so, like, yeah, this is the direct, your actions have consequences scene. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Also, this whole time, um, you have, if you've been standing here talking to Emily, you have probably begun to notice, um, this weird effect that is happening to the screen, where this, like, kind of odd musical cue plays and your vision goes a little hazy. Kind of, like really high note violins you know like ominous horror movie high note violins yeah it's again because i've been playing prey recently it sounds it sounds kind of similar to like the stinger that plays when there's like a typhon near and prey yeah Um, it's just it's high it's ominous and it basically looks like your screen is like if you were really really drunk this is what your screen would look like yes this is the this is the true drunken whalers um and, and yeah, and earlier, like, like when you were, t- after you, f- after you finished talking to Havelock, he had told you to go the fuck to bed. Oh yeah, I did it. As always. <laughs> so yeah, so this happens, like, about every minute or so, so, like, you can still walk around and do things, and I did. I talked to, yeah, it's just, um, I talked to Cecilia, who asked me if I think Piero will ever want to marry, which Cecilia Ew, you can do so much better. You can do so- you could marry anybody else and that would be a better choice. Literally anyone. Yeah. And so, like, Havelock, Teague, and Pendleton, like, if you talk to them, they keep saying, like, 
mildly alarming things. Like, Calista is a special <laughs> case. Emily trusts her more than anyone, except you, Corvo. She's like, that's nice, but the way yeah. you say that makes me feel like it's not nice. <sighs> yeah, so, so something, somehow this just doesn't feel great. Yeah. Um, and Havelock is like, I want to impose some Navy discipline so the men's, like, watch isn't so corrupt. Which, again, great, but... <laughs> yeah, well, cause, and, and he was like, oh, like, I'm finally gonna get, like, my revenge on these people and, like, name some people that I guess he has beef with. It's like, okay. Yeah. So yeah, after this, I eventually, I went upstairs, but instead of going to bed, I snooped more. I listened to, um... <laughs> Uh, Pendleton record, where he's like, this was never my idea. I'm not completely guiltless, but certainly with my position, he'd be a fool to come for me. And if he does, I can offer things. Extensive business opportunities. Which, I am very... Hmm. Yeah. And, funnily enough, the loudspeaker announcement that plays says, any disturbances near the, in the Dunwall Tower area this evening were part of a regularly scheduled training exercise. <laughs> yeah that's, that's very fun I, the, the only announcement I heard was like basically him being like hey the Lord Regent's dead <laughs> I did hear that one too I just thought this one was funnier I guess that's really yeah um, so, once you get, I, the, the, the only the only other thing I noted down at this point is if you talk to Wallace he said um, so many dead at least they were mostly commoners and it's like hey Wallace Bitch, you're a commoner. Like the real class trader right here. Like speaking of class traders, what a dick. Oh man, I hope he dies. Well, <laughs> um, I did already kill him once. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, that didn't stick. You got anything else? No. After this, I went upstairs, and once you get to your attic room, your vision goes super, super loopy, and you collapse. Fun. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah. So yeah, your screen goes dark, you collapse, you were knocked out. Um, you kind of open your eyes and have, like, really hazy vision um, of, like, Havelock, presumably T and Havelock and Pendleton, but you can only see Pendleton. He's staring at you with, like, bug eyes. Ugh, that is never, that is never what I want to see in any situation, at least about yeah, this Yeah, so they're one. all standing around, and Teague asks Samuel if the poison worked, is Corvo dead? Which... Spoiler alert, you are not. <laughs> You're not dead. And also, spoiler alert, they fucking poisoned you, yeah. these bitches. Pendleton says, it was expensive, so it better have worked. And Sam is like, oh, well, yeah, he's dead. Which, man, that is a true friend. Yeah, Samuel's got your back. I'm, I I didn't play this far. I stopped, I stopped right before I went to bed. I'm curious. I mean, he must say the same thing in High Chaos, but I feel like he isn't as... Does it feel as positive towards you in High Chaos? Um, um, I would assume but... he does not. In this one, the loyalists plan to bring your dead body forward and be heralded as the people who killed, um, like who killed the guy who murdered the Empress and found Lady Emily. And they tell Samuel to get rid of you. And Samuel kneels next to you and says, "I'm sorry. I only gave you half the poison because they were watching me. It's all I could think of. I think you're strong enough." I'm gonna put you on a raft, and hopefully they won't kill me too. Um, I yeah, that's a, see, that's a, that's a, that is a bro move. That is a bro move. I am curious to know what he says in High Chaos. Yeah, 
I'll, I will let you know. Sorry, I could have played this five minutes, yeah. or, like, right before we recorded, but I didn't get around to it last night, because, again, it, my game took too long. Wow, um, you are not really here for the people. My fucking power was out. Um, take it up with my energy company. Okay. Um, but, yeah, we. I will let you know next week <laughs> um, what if Samuel said anything different. Yeah. So, yeah, after this, he tells you that, and you just... You black out again. Yep. Um, uh, so I, so I am, uh, did you, like, were you suspicious that this was going to happen when you played this game the first time? I was not, but I was young and naive. Oh, I, see, it's like, the, I, like, when, the, just something about the way it was framed when, like, when Pendleton, like, handed you a glass, like, I don't know. And, like, they don't give you an option of whether or not to drink it. You just fucking chug it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like. I, God, I what if Corbin yeah, was straight it, it edge? Feels... <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Um, the whole feel, yeah, the whole the whole thing just, like, felt very off. Yeah, it feels um, so ominous. Like, the loyalists are not sympathetic characters. Yeah, I wasn't suspicious that that was going to happen, but I was not surprised. Like, they did this, yeah. and I was like, yep. Yeah, that seems par for the course. I like that was not a. It did not come as a shock. Yeah, and it, it is like in in the last like little entry you can read in Havelock's journal is him being like, "What? Like, man, we're gonna get finally get rid of the uh, um, the regent, but like, what happens after that?" Mm-hmm. And it's like him like that. You can like see how that leads into him being like, "Well, we probably should kill Corvo to cover up our misdeeds." Yeah. So yeah, after that, yeah, you collapse and then. Next up is, like, I think one of my favorite scenes of all time. So you get that treat next episode. Oh, next episode. Uh, yeah, next episode will be a good time. It's, I don't, I don't think it's very, it's not not fun to play. It's just infuriating. I'm going to have a great um, time. it's very interesting story-wise. So the podcast is really the best way to, uh, yeah, you're that correct. Content. This I is super a boring mission to play next. Like, I really, truly find that the only interesting thing in it like game wise is the NPC actions. I think they're neat. Yeah. But other than that, like it's boring. It's long. It's boring. Well, it's <laughs> it's only narratively interesting. So yeah, you're g- get it right here. Um. Yeah. And when since we still got to talk about all the the doubt info that you could have gotten earlier, it'll be great. We're gonna get all. Well, the, if someone is like playing along with this and they're not playing the definitive edition, like I did not in 2012. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> in 2018, who would not have the definitive edition? <laughs> Me. <laughs> I do have the definitive edition now, but only because I got a PlayStation. If I hadn't had a PlayStation, mm-hmm. I would not have this game. I'd still have it on my, um, my PC. Uh-huh. So. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Now you get the full, the full scope of Down the Assassin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Any, I don't think there's really anything yeah. else in... God this to wrap up like high chaos is here baby fucked up yeah yeah it's man the loyalists just suck really Um, with a name like the loyalists (laughs) (laughs) yeah no they suck that was really mean of them i did a lot of stuff for them as an unpaid intern and they super (laughs) did not give me like class credits they they paid you with that expensive poison, um, which is probably a metaphor for capitalism or something. <laughs> probably. Also, this means that Emily has effectively gotten kidnapped again um, by the people that you took her to. 
Yeah. So that's bad. Um, but yeah, good times. Good times. Yeah, I think that's it. So next episode, get ready. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, hey, Claire, where can people find you? On the oh, internet? yeah. Um, you can find me at Surrealist Trees. And that's it. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Lucky Dice Kirby, and you can find the podcast at Drunken Whalers. Uh, tweet your dad thoughts at us. Please do. Last time, I, I, when I was editing episode, like, four or whatever, I said I was going to find some hot, fresh memes about the House of Pleasure, which I didn't. So I'm not going to make a <laughs> okay, meme promise, we, but... You should make it, make it Justin Bieber one. I will make a Justin Bieber meme. That would be a really niche meme that would not make any sense if you don't listen to our podcast. And that is the best kind of podcast meme. <laughs> You're right. I will get on that. I will make that meme. Um, oh, and I'm so sorry. Our intro and outro music is Goose Beak Whale by Alps. Now that's all of the things. Um, all right. That's it. Tune in next week for Dowd. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.